Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Southern River Band, just out of Thornley. The boys banging their heads away. Welcome to the Shelter Footycast Review, round 21. It was a big weekend of footy. I am joined by Mark Reddings. I'm your host, Will Schofield. G'day, Skate. Yeah, g'day, Scoey. Might take my uh, key from Osmond Park down to Thornley and see the boys and have a chat to them at some stage. <laughs> Look, I'm, there's, there's positives and negatives. The positives are that I'm here this morning. The negatives are... I. My tipping was just horrendous. Not in the week you told me how good you were going to be. Yeah, yeah, talk about blokes talk giving themselves the rap, and I was pantsed by you and everyone else who tips on the weekend. Uh, but yeah, that's that's look an amazing round of footy. You sound a bit exhausted from a big round of footy. All duck, no dinner for Mark <laughs> Reddings. Uh, yeah, no, it was a big weekend. I'm pretty, yeah, a little bit tired, but that's okay. Fatigue. Uh, yes, West Australian theme here. West Coast Eagles, uh, Frio Dockers. We'll get into those. You can find us on shel- uh, socials, Shelter Footycast, or send us an email footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au we'd love to see your emails um, big week coming up at the end of this week uh, Skeet we've got an event down at the Federal Hotel Friday evening yeah that'll be great I've just got to find a way to get home from, <laughs> from, from there if I do have a shelter or two but looking forward to that it's, I think it's a pretty big game on Friday night footy as well because every game involving those top eight sides becomes really significant but yeah looking forward to meeting uh, some of the folk down there and uh, heading down to Freo do a bit of a derby preview of course the Fremantle home derby is happening uh, this weekend uh, Tom Cole's going to be down there West Coast player I believe potential Lee Spur, the Freo Dockers legend. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> yeah. Backman, yeah. only Backman, Cole, Spur, Schofield. Oh, no, and then the only forward who does anything with the productivity is Reddings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Spur? He, he has enough trouble pronouncing uh, Smith at the best. Imagine if he has a couple of shelters into him on Friday night because he can butcher a, a name. All right, well, if you know, Mark Reddings and I are just carrying on here, then add Spur to the mix and it'll be very, very good. That's this Friday at the Federal Hotel. Make sure you get down there. Okay, let's get into it. The big moments of the round. I think this one's a very obvious one. We're going to go straight to the top here. Josh Kennedy's last game, Optus Stadium. Um, look, 
people thought he might have a big day. He was sort of talking it up a little bit, saying, oh, I'll be happy for the win and not going to have... He's had one of the best days of his life, one of the biggest you know, career days. And I think he'll be quietly filthy. He kicks eight on the day, but he misses one late for his ninth, an easy one by his standards. To, to put them in front or at least level? Level, maybe a point down. Because the scoreboard is actually a point behind at one stage. So we were looking at that thing, no, this hopefully gets changed anyway. He was terrific. It was a great atmosphere. The great part of yesterday uh, was seeing Josh at the peak of his game because obviously this is this is his farewell and they look for him a lot, West Coast, which might have been to their detriment. But he kicking eight goals, you have to go back. I think David Cloak uh, kicked eight in his final game right. uh, going back, I think, for Richmond many moons ago now, but it's very rare. Is that like in the 70s? Uh, 80s? Probably in the 80s. Uh, but here's a question which we don't know the answer to yet. But how many players do you think pick up Brownlow medal votes in their final game. It's probably a rarity. Yeah, so I asked the question last night on radio after finishing with Fox Footy. Um, someone texts through uh, Matthew Richardson, uh, three votes in his last game. Um, it just doesn't happen that often because sometimes they retire in finals games. So, of course, no Brownlow votes. And then some blokes are just you know, ha- hanging on. So to be the best player... On the ground, kick eight goals. Eight goals, two. He had ten shots on goal. Um, incredible achievement. And it's a, it's a real, oh, I think, a really great way for a champion of the game to go out. I mean, it was a, it was a great atmosphere there, wasn't it? Terrific. 50,000 fans. It was the game that Eagles supporters wanted to be at. Look, I'm going to be a, put a damper on the occasion. Oh, no. You just go to yourself, well, I can't beat Adelaide under those circumstances. Eight goals will be missing next week, and obviously goals moving forward. Oscar Allen's been talked up as the, the heir apparent. Mm. Gee, there's a, there's a, some concerns with West Coast heading into next year, aren't they, with their list? Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. They, I mean, they do get players back. You know, Dom Sheed um, hasn't Yo. played all year. Elliot Yo, McGovern. Um, Oscar Allen, McGovern. I mean, they're four big names. Chesser looked really promising from the very short time we saw him. They'll get him back and into the team. So, I mean, that's five five players straight off the top of the, you know, off the show to but come But their back. older players aren't going to get any better. Is that a fair call? Correct. But, I mean, it's it's not it's not, it's not actually about that. No. Right? If you look across the AFL right now and the you know, teams that are performing, it's not about your list. I know it's like it's a good good to talk about and, um, you know, age versus youth and, and all of that. But... It's it's what you can buy into. It's the it's the culture and the system that you play. Like Collingwood doesn't have the best list, setting second second on the ladder. They don't have the best list. You, you can't tell me they have right. the second best list in the AFL, but they're playing the second best. So it's about how you perform. So West Coast have the players to perform. They have successful players. They have guys that have done it in the past. It's whether or not they can buy into something that's producive of a of a. Good, good playing style that wins games of footy. So does Simo have to, in brief, reinvent, not himself, but just maybe change things up over the summer And because he's been a familiar voice for a long time now? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that actually looks, but yeah, I, I just I just think it is about the way you play and not who's doing it. That's that's probably you know, how I'd finish that up. Fremantle have locked in their first finals since 2015. That's a... You know, you've been asking for it for a bit. A success to this season would be a finals victory. Well, Absolutely. now they get the opportunity to do that. And it's so fascinating. The next two weekends, we're going to find out whether it's in an elimination final, away from home, yes. in an elimination final, at home, or option C, which is the one we're all hoping for, really, is a qualifying final against uh, a fellow top four team. Which is right on the, that's that's on the table. Well, you think of Collingwood, what they've got to come, you think of what... Uh, 
Brisbane have got to come. And Melbourne, they're, they're the teams that I suppose you're probably you're hoping if if they drop one, I think the Eagles, will, uh, Dockers, will win their last two games. Yep. Um, Melbourne play Carlton and Brisbane, Hard. and Brisbane up at the Gabba, Collingwood, Sydney, and Carlton. Okay. Uh, Geelong, I think they're done yep. and dusted. Sydney, Collingwood, and St Kilda. I think Sydney will probably jump up to almost second. So I think Collingwood, Melbourne, Brisbane, Frio, they're they're the sides fighting for third and fourth. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, so the Derby, followed by the Giants, Dockers. Uh, now, you would have had a close look at them. We'll go through that match. But that's a, that's a terrific result for them just to get back on that. And I did say this time last week that the faster deck, the roof, Marvel Stadium actually suits them pretty well. Yeah, and they played really well. We're going to get that into that one second. Paddy Cripps, uh, Brownlow medal favourite, one of them at least. Um, he was involved in a big incident with Archie from Brisbane. Uh, we've had a look at that. Where do you see that sitting? Is he going to miss? Well, he was concussed, wasn't he, Archie? That's a yeah. problem. Uh, he left the ground. It wasn't a marking contest per se. Uh, look, the, the issue is, is the result. Archie goes off, yeah. concussed. That's not going to help Paddy Cripps, irrespective of what uh, Michael Voss might say after the match. So I, I'm expecting the match review officer will give him, and bear in mind the implications for Brownlow Medal are, are huge here. He, he's looking at two down to one or maybe two full stop. It's a, it's a, it's a funny and, and hard game sometimes. So it's not a marking contest which works against Cripps here. If it's a marking contest, I think sometimes um, it's a bit different. Um, but... He wasn't. He didn't have his hands for the ball. He, he sort of had him pre- protecting himself, or and and he makes contact with his head. You know, you look at Will Hamill yesterday. Goes back with courage and gets absolutely cleaned up and knocked out. And it's it's the same outcome, but nothing will come of that because it was a marking contest. Whereas this Crips one, it's it's a change in you know a, a millisecond is a change in how your hands are sat, whether they're by your side or above your head, and it's a result as well. It's a result. Yeah, and that's the issue for Paddy Cripps. We love him as a player. He's a gun, uh, and isn't it funny where one Northampton great uh, is farewelled in such spectacular fashion that a, a, another Northampton product is under a big question mark for the Brownlow this year? And not just that. Forget the Brownlow. He doesn't play the next two weeks. How does he Carlton making the finals? Yeah, I mean, that's what the bigger issue is there. We're going to get into that when we follow Carlton. Let's jump over to the West Coast and Fremantle wrap from the weekend. Uh, we've spoken a bit about the West Coast game, so let's start with Frio. Fremantle defeat the Bulldogs by 17 points in a really, really big victory for the side. Um, Frio back to form, maybe, maybe not, but they definitely looked like they played uh, a more up-tempo style. Um, their transition was better. They looked to take the game on a lot, um, and, and that wasn't playing on and, and just handballing willy-nilly. And you know, you, you think about Essen and sort of does that, you know, run and gun. It wasn't that. It was movement with the footy. So every time the player got it, um, Justin Longmuir spoke about this on Six PR. Energy with uh, speak about energy as the ball carrier. So when you get it, not just sort of getting off your mark and slowly turning around. It's Get it. Turn around quickly. Have a look what's going on. Look down the line. Look inside. And you're really energetic. And that's how they move the footy. And it makes it hard to defend. And then they got the space. And then it opened up. And they were able to, you know, hold against the Western Bulldogs. They kept coming all day. You know, it was a, it was a, a really great game. And good to watch. Fremantle was good to watch again. Absolutely. Attractive footy. And uh, the downside, Matt Taverner, with that calf injury. Yeah. But Rory Lobb. Now, all the talk is that he's going to end up at the Western Bulldogs. Not a bad audition. Kicking four goals <laughs> uh, outside 50. He really found his groove. And this is clearly his best season oh, at yeah. the Dockers. Ever? No, yeah. Put, put GWS in there as well, yeah. 
So, unfortunately, if he is leaving, then uh, what does that say about Fremantle moving forward? Yeah, anyway, that's that's to be decided at the end of the season. But he was outstanding. Uh, Luke Ryan, if he doesn't get Brown took a Brownlow votes, he'd be have to be in the mix with 32 touches, um, 15 marks, few late in the piece just by virtue of uh, them just chipping the ball around. But he was outstanding. So there's there's a lot to like about Fremantle. Can they continue in that vein for the next, well, two, three, four weeks? Yeah, well, they'll need to. If they want to play top four, they'll need to play like that. Um, it gives you a lot of confidence as a playing group. When you've played, so they've played three you know, poor games in a row. They couldn't score. They can, couldn't get the ball moving. And you come out and do it one week, and it gives you um, the beginning of confidence. But to build a pattern, they'll need to do it in the next two weeks to then seriously challenge for finals. You know, the point I'm making about the energy with the football, it's... People think sometimes when the ball's moving slow, it's because they aren't playing on and running. You, you can move the ball quicker with the ball than you can running around and having guys breaking the lines. That's why, you know, think about Hawthorne back in the day. Didn't have any quick players. They were slow, actually. But Hodge, the, Lewis, Mitchell. The kicking correct. skills were elite. Yeah, so even Birchall. No, none of them's... A lot of lefties as well. Yeah, correct. And no, no one fast. You don't need to have a fast team running to move the ball fast. And that's what Freo did, and that's why they'll be really pleased. It wasn't risky. It wasn't something that was hard to turn over. And when you do that, you can defend behind it still, which they were able to do. So a lot of big ticks. I loved what I saw. Um, Flag Mantle, back on the cards. Get your jumpers. Backchatpodcast.com.au <laughs> forward slash merch. It is well and truly on. Uh, the West Coast game, Skeet, we both um, uh, we, we both tipped Freo there. Oh, no, you tipped the Bulldogs. Uh, very good. Very told, great I, start to the weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. I told you I had a very poor weekend on the... T- I went okay on the punt, though, just in case you care to worry. <laughs> That's more... You know, you, what do they say? You, you, you drive for show and putt for dough, well, you punt for dough. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We both tip West Coast Eagles here, so... Oh, well, Dutch there you City. go. Well, yeah, no, no surprises there. They went close. They probably... Not could have or should have, but Bailey Williams has a shot late. Um, not sure where Snicko came from. I haven't seen that all year at Optus Stadium. <laughs> how, did he, how did he even yeah, kick into the post? That's He was on the goal line, I'm and then sure. he drops a chest mark about no, no. 60 seconds later. Disappointing. Josh Kennedy, uh, he'll love the eight goals, but I know him well. He'll be absolutely filthy with himself if he misses that goal to give them the chance. Um, but, you know, credit where credit's due. Adelaide were very good. Rory Laird in his 200th game kicked two goals for his first two kicks of the game. Is it, you mentioned JK, you're saying best of field yeah. ahead of Rory Laird? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the two goals makes it a contest, doesn't it? But they, they, it was almost like the game hadn't started. You know, it was it was clearance goal, clearance goal, and and they were both the Rory Laird. So, um, look, he plays a great game, and and he's had a great career. He was rookie listed, I believe, and a backman, absolute battling backman, not a battling backman. I, I had That's a, a harsh. I, I threw that out to him on the Fox Footy coverage. I said, "You used to be a backman. What are you doing in the midfield now?" And I'll tell you what he's doing. He's just having the best season ever. He'll be, he's a lock for all Australian. He's been outstanding, um, and he leads his team to a win. But it was all about Josh Kennedy. Um, masks in the crowd. as Blink-182 playing Josh's favourite band. And, um, yeah, I just thought I, the club did it really well. Yeah, it was. It was a great uh, pre-game. And post-game was, was a nice touch, as we see quite often, the Adelaide Crows lining up and, and Josh being cheered off. He did the slow lap with his with his daughters around the ground. And that was – it was nice. It was – say my, my mum and my, my daughter went to the game and they said, Dad, that was best day of the footy I could have hoped for this year because, obviously, Eagles supporters haven't had much joy. But I think there wasn't too many people left. I mean, there's no 
chance of playing finals, but it would have been nice for the victory. But to see Josh in his final game perform as he did, I think uh, everyone uh, goes away with a smile. Big crowd. I've got a couple of points here. So big crowd. So I did the call out, said make sure you get there. You, you know, hand your membership back if you don't go. Well, thank you for listening because there was a big crowd there, right? Over 50,000. Biggest crowd of the year, I believe, for West Coast. Um, second one I want to talk about, Tom Brass, um, dominated Walker all day. Yep. I'm going to put him up there as, um, yeah, I'll say, I reckon he's uh, best and fairest favourite at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I don't reckon disagree. he's been the best player for West Coast this season. Yeah, I don't think that's, you saying that's a surprise or not. Uh, I, 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 th- no. I, think, I think he's in front. There, there's no, yeah. is there a, a challenger of sorts? I mean, Tim Kelly's been Tim very Kelly's good. Been I, good. I would say he's patches. been very, yeah, but he, yeah, he has been, this has been his best season as a West Coast Eagle, Tim yep. Kelly. And Jack Redden's had consistent, yeah, but no, Tom Barris has been, I think, yeah, he'd be. Clearly, the John Walsfold medalist. If they stop the voting now, in fact, yep. even if they stop it in two weeks, <laughs> and he's and he's he's finishing off very. He's played mm. some really good games the last. Looked week. like he had a bit of a sore back yesterday, but he battled on. Yeah, he did. I mean, he keeps Walker to you know not many, um, maybe one one goal. Kennedy kicks eight. Um, Fogarty's a good player. He kicks three goals in the last quarter. Um, Big body. He seems like he could be anything, and just sort of was sort of waiting for him to almost take over the competition because he does some things and you like unstoppable. Um, but he goes well, four goals, great win to the Adelaide Crows, and we both missed the tip. Um, let's get into the rest of the round. Yeah, here on the Shelter Footycast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Big Friday night footy. I thought oh. this was the game of the round in terms of how it was no, played. No, 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 game of the year. Yeah, okay, I was, I was, no, was going to say what happened this week <laughs> that I missed. <laughs> I thought you were pulling me up. No. It was unreal, wasn't it? Terrific. Collingwood v Melbourne. Collingwood win by seven points. Can't believe it. We both picked Melbourne. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i sure a lot of people feel the same way as I do. Is It was never luck for Collingwood. You can't win 11 in a row by luck or 10 in a row, which was last week. But because of this short nature of them and the low wins you kind of felt like was it real or not does this validate it does this mean they're the real deal I mean whether or not you have to say that second place and ladder well they, you've just I noticed as I walked in you've put some more shirts out there with uh, flagging wood there so you, you're trying to have a bit each way flagging eh? wood <laughs> very good <laughs> flagging wood you, that's yours that's Mark Reddy's flagging wood I mean no Collingwood Nuffy's going to start look at you've got we've got seriously there's about six it's like a barley workshop Skate. in here it's actually <laughs> Flag pies. You like that? You like okay. that? Well, I just thought of it on the run there, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yes, it's real. They are real. They're great to watch. Yep. Uh, and look, apart from going through the fact that they, they looked gone a couple of times against Melbourne, um, the the Lang- Ed Langdon comments pre-match, as a player, uh, talking about all duck, no dinner, which means all glory or they're, they're, they fail or uh, one-trick ponies. Yeah. Players, do they use that type of inane sort of throwaway line on radio as motivation? I say yes. Well, apparently they did, didn't they? Yes. Have it on the whiteboard. I think I heard there was printouts on lockers. Oh, well, put it this way: Craig McRae came out afterwards and said, "I think it's great for the game. People saying what they want. The media loves that." And then little bit did we know until we heard a little bit on radio. I think it was three RW I was listening to. I mean, um, Braden Maynard say, "Oh yeah, it was on the whiteboard. Um, <laughs> it was up there for us all to see." And of course, when Langdon got the ball for the first time, he was absolutely crunched. And how good was that? That was actually so like great to see. Uh, in terms of the comments, like I liked them. The timing of them means to me, it actually wasn't Ed Langdon's thoughts. He would have come out of a team meeting, right, and then done media. I think it was about a Thursday. Mm. He said them. So Melbourne internally were saying that. 
and whether Ed or not forgot his uh, filter, his media filter, but he's chucked out what they'd say, said internally that they, you know, they only go one way. If you challenge and put pressure on them, they don't stand up under that, which may or may not be right. Maybe Melbourne didn't execute it, but I thought his honesty, whether again, whether it's just forgetting the filter or whatever, I think I was, I thought it was great. Loved oh, it. I do. But you know, he's, a couple of times now, he came out last year, I think it was, and said, "Oh, you know, great to be where I can at a club where I can wear long sleeve jumpers and I can uh, go into a locker room, and if I don't look at the coach in the eye, I don't get shouted at." So he's having That's a right. good good dash at Ross Lyon as well. But anyway, that being said, eleven wins in a row. Ash, what about Ash Johnson? Four Tom. goals. Yeah. That's extraordinary. And look, the, the 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 great thing about Collingwood, as you say about their list, the difference between their best and their worst performers is so minimal now. And look. that's and I just very quickly, I'm interested in this because uh, Collingwood, Melbourne, Geelong have all won ten in a row at various stages of this season, which I think is the first time for for decade upon decade. Wow. When you win these close matches, and there's a this is a trend that I think you've even been involved with no. with the belief the the mindset, as you would say, of clubs or players in tight matches, how beneficial is that for Collingwood at the moment? Yeah, well, it's it's gone to elite, uh, amazing levels. Like, they would just think, no matter what happens in a game, we're going to get back to a position where we can win it and we're probably going to win it. And so, until it stops happening, that just keeps... It's like belief on it. It's just compounding interest. Like, yeah. probably like your bank account, to be honest. It just keeps going up and up. Uh, <laughs> don't you smirk at me like that? With twin, teen, with twin daughters <laughs> who are 21 who still live at home, don't think that I've had a soft ride. Although I've got you covered. You've got about another 18, 20 years of... Uh, of don't worry. You're holding yourself together very well, Skeet. I, I admire you from a long way back. I, you know, Collingwood uh, going just incredibly well. Can they win it? Um, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose they can. You know, you you wouldn't you wouldn't want to write them off, would you? you uh, as a as a punter, as a as a tipper, as anything, you wouldn't want to go into a game thinking, "Well, Collingwood can't win this." You know, you're never going to think that all year. Collingwood v Melbourne Grand Final. Collingwood v Geelong Grand Final. Or Geelong Melbourne. I'm just talking from a, a, a Victorian centric position. Yes, it's it's shaping up relatively well. Yeah, very good. I mean, Fremantle Collingwood Grand Final would be pretty nice as well, and I don't think many people would have thought that was happening. True. Hawthorne defeat Gold Coast by seven. Skeet picks the mighty Gold Coast Suns. I'm not, they are a rabble, absolute <laughs> rabble of a club. And as as perpetuated, oh, that's not his. That is not a word. <laughs> that is not a word. He's on the gas. Uh, not as not as predicted on Thursday. On on Thursday, yes. I pick Hawthorne. Yeah, no, it's been McAvoy's two fiftieth. They're playing in Launceston. and I must have been in Gargo Land because they <laughs> they started really well. Hawks uh, in Tassie, always tough to beat. Gunston was outstanding, and no, I'm serious about this. The Gold Coast. I mean, we keep saying 2023. They get Max King back, they'll be fine. They'll. What's going to happen to them? Are they are just going to keep being that middle of the road, a bit like well, the Gold Coast Titans in the NRL are, are shite, and so are they going to be that another Gold Coast franchise that just keeps. You I know, thought I thought they were looking good middle of the season, oh, like around when Stuart Dew they had a couple more wins, and I thought where they were sitting in the mid part of the season that they were going to challenge for that six, seven, eighth spot. But they've clearly fallen right away. You know, is it missing a big forward target? I mean, Chol and um, and Casbold have been okay. They've been, they've been good. They've been, they've been good. Chol's been a really good. So pick they've up. had the targets in front of the footy, haven't they? So is it? The, the way they play their footy is that, uh, you know, the, the the offensive nature. I always thought that for Gold Coast to be good this year, they needed to be a really attacking side. They weren't going to build it off, you know, their strong back line and the way their midfield defends. They're just not built like that. So do they need to double down on the offensive nature and just get more ball or can they defend better behind the footy? Because Hawthorne's no 
amazing team either. And, you know, Hawthorne disposes of them at home at, at Tasmania. 12th season for the Gold Coast and uh, still no love for them, really. Um, and given there's no implication for the finals, uh, you get the tip, we move on. A bit of a shout-out to Jai Sarong, Caleb's brother. Played his first game, yeah. nine touches, three marks, three tackles. GWS defeat Essendon by 27, both tipped Essendon. Why did we... Why Another did result. I, why did I pick Essendon? Well, why did I you tip would have, Essendon? You, because you would have... You would have, you would have I, I remember talking about GWS and you said something about Essendon that put me over the edge, I think. Like, why, why would you go and do that? They're, they're no good. They're actually no good, Essendon. Yeah, no. well, yeah, well, that's that's been proven. And, and they haven't played well away from home this year. The Giants... Who were pathetic in the, the showdown the week, well, the, the big battle of the bridge. As called by their coach. And so there was this big blow-up about McVeigh's comments in the media public. You can't dress your players down. Well, he does, and they come out and play well. They win by almost five goals. Where does that sit him in terms of his coaching credentials for next year? Well, there's so much talk, and no, no, there's not much point going into too much depth about the game because 27 points, um, Stringer was well held. Uh, Whitfield had 29 touches, but yeah, it's, a, it's a question mark about the coaching at Giants now, isn't it? Is it James Hurd? Does he get that opportunity? Is it Alistair Clarkson, who's obviously North Melbourne's right into him? Or does the bloke who's got it now keep it? I don't think he does keep it, Mark McVeigh. Yeah, it's it's the, the relationships aspect in footy is, is very big, and GWS will know that, that to bring a brand-new coach in that doesn't know any of these players may get a short-term result either way it could you know really give them an uptick could give them a really big downtick in the short term but over the longer term it's going to take longer for results to continuously happen with a brand new coach in there because they're going to have to get to know the club the staff everyone's going to get to know them and then the players need to you know learn a new game style uh, you know form new relationships with a new coach there's a lot more risk in getting a new coach in in my opinion it would be safer to take a McVeigh, who holds those relationships in the first place. Yeah, fair cool. Uh, and look, just in contrast to the Gold Coast Suns, 12 seasons without finals. Uh, Giants, now look, they've always got trouble maintaining players, their salary cap, etc. Uh, they now, I think you'd have to say, despite not winning a flag, they've been in a grand final, they've played in finals. Um, there is the bones there for them to hopefully have some success. So Jesse Hogan, by the way, kicking four goals, which was a good effort. Uh, Jesse, I think he'd love being over there, just being able to cruise around without being noticed, without any attention on him and just play some footy. Yeah, well, he was, um, you know, having some, you know, reported, you know, personal issues and, and, and from all reports back the other way, he's um, really, you know, dug down, focused on his footy and looks to be, you know, playing well, kicks four goals on the weekend. Geelong defeats and killed her by 45. Both tipped Geelong, of course. Geelong, 11 in a row. How about this stat? First game since Dangerfield's Geelong debut that neither Selwood or Dangerfield were in the side. That's it's interesting. That's incredible, I good, think. Good stat, because Selwood's been managed, as he was at the weekend, Yep. Uh, and Dangerfield, the late out was for what reason? Don't I don't know. No. But I didn't. they pulled him and uh, Mark... Lixavs. Thank you. Um, I, I actually can't say his last name. Well, can, well North cannot, Spurry, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I cannot. <laughs> I don't even attempt it these days. Um, they, they both are late withdrawals, but it doesn't seem to phase Geelong. Um, St Kilda, are, you know, well... I think they, they can, can they? No, well, I think they're, where are they? They're just outside the eight or inside the eight. If, uh, if I think they, they drop out to ninth on on the back of that. Uh, and, and They're a long way off the better sides, aren't they? Yeah, well, they're, they're two two points back from Richmond, um, four points back from Carlton. They have the Western Bulldogs behind them. I think it's a stretch for the Bulldogs to make finals. They'll need Richmond to lose both of their games, while both these teams probably will to, to make it. So they are in the running. They're more in the running than the Western Bulldogs are at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, and 
Look, the question is, and look, Chris Scott, let's be honest, he's got a lot of heat over the last few years about the team making the finals, not being able to get a result in September. And look, it might happen again this year. But wouldn't you rather be in the conversation in September as yeah. opposed to falling away? And that's a, they've had this innate ability to, to be around the market. Hawkins kicks three, Smith, Smith kicks three on the weekend. Stengel's been terrific. He booted two on the weekend. And Against his old side. Yeah, and Cameron... Oh, sorry, the, no, absolutely not. It was Adelaide, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, thank and you. Stengel uh, with two, Cameron with two. They are just a team that you think if, they, if they've judged their run like a Melbourne Cup to perfection, they are... Getting the Selwood, they're getting Dangerfield, Cherry Ripe for September. Yeah, um, uh, is having a good season for St Kilda. He has 28 touches. Higgins a memory with two, but St Kilda just that they're, they're about a you know near near enough team, but they're they're not going to challenge come finals time, even if they do make it. In my opinion, Richmond defeat Port Adelaide by 38 points. Both tip Richmond. Congratulations, Skate, you're back on the board. Richmond ends Port season. And enters top eight. I think Port season was probably done before this game, but officially over now. Yep. And Richmond enter that top eight. So they'll still be ruining the close games that they've missed as Collingwood's been able to convert every single one they've been in. Richmond's probably been the opposite this season. So they still are a good side and they just need to get themselves into finals. They need to will themselves there. And they they know what happens when September comes around. They know how to you know uh, do the dance there. They get there and they're a big chance. Absolutely. If they get some bodies back. Now, it's important Dustin Martin and Dylan Grimes return to that side. So if they can do that, then they will find themselves in the mix. One of the incidents on the weekend which caught our attention was Marlon Pickett, who was having a shot for goal long range, and he was getting some chirp from a fan. And this is something I reckon you'd do. you just have a turn around and have a, have a yak back. What, what, was, what did you make of it? He turns to them and says, watch this, and then tells them to shut right up. He just turns around, gives them, gives them the shh. Um, I think it looked like a couple of young guys didn't look uh, – I don't think – it was just banter. Yeah. And, and it looked like Marlon Pickett liked it and told him, you just watch this young fella, sit down, put it straight through them. A beautiful kick. I mean, he's been a great pickup for them. He's um, played outstanding footy. What about Nank the Tank? 29 touches, four marks, eight clearances, 42 hit-outs <laughs> and five inside 50s. I mean, that's a bloody good game for a ruckman. Uh, Nan Curvis, not known for his huge touching games. He's the captain of the footy club, obviously, with Grimes now out for the season. Um, he's out with a long-term hamstring. They've said that unless they make a prelim or grand final, he'll miss the year. Nan Curvis now steps into the standalone captain spot and looks like he likes the leadership. He does. And look, he led from the front. He's a behemoth, as they say. Uh, Lynch with four goals. Do you like that word, uh, yes. Scully? You... <laughs> and your boy, Shay. My boy, Shay Bolton, with four as well. Their team, I think they'll stay there, Richmond, by the way. I'm not sure they'll they run home. Uh, I think we've got Hawthorne to come and maybe Essendon off the top of my head. Richmond, uh, that being said, if they make the finals, I, I think they, no, I'm not saying they win it, but I, I think, oh, gee, you don't, you just fear a Richmond side, particularly if you're drawn to meet them at the MCG in elimination final. They had to step up in that game. I mean, the, the scores were pretty much level in the third quarter at Adelaide Oval. It's a hard place to win there. And they, they went to another level in the fourth quarter. Port couldn't match it and Richmond progressed. And I think you're right. I think they play finals after the next two weeks that they've got. Sydney defeat North Melbourne by 38 points. Uh, Scoreline probably flattering in this one a little bit. North Melbourne were able to kick some um, later goals. Uh, unsurprisingly, Sydney get the win. Uh, Sydney really 
uh, continue to build on this you know last part of the season form that they're putting together. Um, Jai Simpkin for the North Melbourne uh, Footy Club. He's he's had a really good year. I don't think he plays all Australian, but he'll be in the conversation. Thirty one touches for him, and Parker and Goulden again very very important to Sydney's game style. Yeah, and Nick Larkey kicks seven goals, which. Now, I'm thinking more Fremantle here. I know they're big into Luke Jackson, but Larky's more that player. Think, gee, if you get him to your footy club, yeah, he probably makes more sense given Lobb's going to depart by all accounts. So, yeah, so yeah. Look, Nick Larky, I've no idea what his status is contractually, but he's one of those guys that you think he's a better fit for Fremantle. I think at the moment than what Luke Jackson is. Yes, because yeah, of their forward setup, and that's yeah. You you'd think that Freo need a key forward. Rather than a hybrid. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. And look, this bloke playing in a, a dud side, to be fair, uh, is one of those. Uh, Buddy Franklin kicks four goals, Papley with three. You you call this, in fact, you call this well before the last month about Sydney being yes. a team. I, I was in, with you in part on that. Though, and the run home they have means that you're right, they could very well finish top two. And from there, once you get home finals, uh, provided they can play them at the SCG, because they, they love the SCG, so I... I Think Sydney with a huge upside. Jaden Stephenson, I know we don't like um, pointing out negative things, but he had a couple of absolute howlers on the weekend. Kicked out Lance Franklin, who somehow still looks a million bucks, by the way. He looks incredible. He kicks the four goals. Um, one of them, he intercepted a kick out. Jaden Stephenson. Put his head down. He put it, not even head down. He started facing the cheer squad, hands on his head. Buddy saw him. You saw Buddy as well. And I reckon Buddy wanted to just fizz it past his head. Like, just clip his ears. Because he, he could have kicked it and he kept running at him. And he finally turned around. It was too late. Kicked it past him. He had another one where he was just drifting into space. Uh, rather than just talking about Jaden, you know, the whole North Melbourne footy club. The, you know, there's two games to go. The season's done and dusted. Uh, that, a win for them would be not winning the spoon. Right, true. Like so, there is motivation. I, that that's certainly a thing. I know the West Coast players will be the same. There is something to play for. It's not nothing, and even though this is a lost season, you can actually learn things to take into the following season by finishing the season season well. So switching off and just drifting through games isn't going to do that. So that's what Stevenson's reactions represent for me. Is can they for the last two rounds switch on and win a game? And not win the spoon. Yeah, and Jaden Stevenson, look, he was a nab, the nab rising star. I think he kicked yeah. about 40 goals for Collingwood. Remember him coming over here, playing for North Melbourne, kicked five goals or thereabouts yep. against West Coast. In the long sleeves, maybe. Uh, in the wet. Mm. Uh, might have been a Monday night game. Well, there's certainly a, a weird midweek, might have been COVID times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's sad to see guys, you know, because he comes in with great expectations, wins the nab rising star, and then whether he's lost his way a bit, a fraction is the question. But, uh, yeah, North Melbourne, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I can't see them winning either of their last two anyway. Yep, very good. Brisbane defeat Carlton on Sunday, 33 points, both tip Brisbane. Well done. Carlton are slipping and sliding, and we don't know where it's going to end for them. And then if, you know, Paddy Cripps, their leader, he finds his way out of the team um, after a big hit. I... Yeah, I would really, I would love to see them playing finals. They got Collingwood in that last week of the finals. Melbourne this week. Yeah, correct. But this game in particular, Neil is best on ground for Brisbane. First goal scorer, 32 touches. He's having a, another great year. I think he's all Australian and he'll be really close to the Brownlow medal again, which, um, you know, which is difficult to do. He won one two years ago and to find yourself back in the mix. 
um, to continue playing that great footy. He's been an incredible player for, for, for Brisbane. No question about that. McStay booted four goals, Bailey four. McStay, by the way, this is his last season at Brisbane, if uh, all the whispers are right. He's heading off Where's to, he off to? Collingwood, they say. Right. So if that's the case, uh, Dan McStay, hoping to go out on a high. Um, the Blues, they stormed home. They absolutely stormed home. It says 33 points, which is a, a convincing win in the end. But their inability to compete through the first, well, three quarters, really, yeah. they were getting smacked. And then to come home with a bit of a, a flurry, then Brisbane hit back late with uh, some goals. So, yeah, it's tough to see Carlton now. They've got a... a Melbourne and Collingwood. Yeah, Melbourne and Collingwood win, well, one of those two, don't they? Yeah, well, they do to, st- to stay in finals. Because if they, if, they, uh, if they lose them both... Um, they're on 48 points currently. Um, Western Bulldogs can catch them if they win. If Bulldogs win two, Carlton lose two, so they can be equal on points. Probably jump in percentage because they're only two points of percentage. And then Richmond, of course, are half a game back, and even St Kilda are only one game back. So they need to win one to even be in the conversation for finals. Which, let's be honest, six weeks ago that's that wasn't the chat. Unthinkable, wasn't it? And just quickly, Carlton uh, with their season in the balance. Brisbane, because it's the Gabba, do you still have them as contenders? I just can't. I had them as my pre-season premiers, but they they can't win at the MCG. That's that's a huge factor. Yeah, so how do you turn that around as a playing group, the the inability to win away from home? You know, do they look back at, um, you know, two years ago, the Gabba grand final as one that was really missed by them? I think, did they get beaten by the Bulldogs? In a prelim? Oh, no, that was that, that was last year. Mm. Bailey Smith kicks that goal to take them over here, but more so when the whole final series was at the Gabba and um, you look at that and you think it's a real opportunity missed, yeah. right? I think Geelong got them at the Gabba. Yeah, but, you know, they, they, they will have to play away from the Gabba to, to win it. Um, you know, as a player, we certainly had times like that, the MCG for us, even just away from home in general. It, it is a thing. Players say, you know, coaches say it's not a thing anywhere, anytime by Ross Lyon. That all gets rolled out. But it, it affects you because you, you, footy players may seem basic, Skeet, but not stupid. Like, you do understand when you can't play the same way away from home. Why is the reason? I can't really answer it, but it is a, it is a thing. So, and Geelong is the greatest example of yep. going somewhere where that's the case. Anyway, we've diverted from uh, the issue, which is Brisbane stay in the mix, and Fremantle fans are hoping they lose unexpectedly, that Collingwood lose Melbourne loses, so things have to go Frio's way, but uh, see, big couple of weeks coming up. Shelter Footycast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Shelter XPA X Factor. Does he need these? <laughs> does he really I reckon, need him? I reckon he does. <laughs> I reckon it's about time. Josh Kennedy, eight goals, final game. The, the, the script had been written, the story had been finalised, the last page just had to go in, and he's, he's written it in gold ink. Yeah, well, we had him. I had him down for five goals last week, and yep. I, was, I was a bit shallow. I think you might have been around the same as well. Yeah, I, I started on the coverage, got a bit carried away, Skeet. I started calling for 10 goals early. Well, Chris Master, I interviewed him at a function on Friday. Masto, Masto said, yeah, he could kick 10. That was so, and you know what? You weren't far off the mark. Well, he has 10 shots on goal, um, and when he starts kicking them from. It's it's that favourite side for him that that you know the far pocket the right hand pocket it kind of his kick you know you know the kick it's sort of like just it gets up in the wind almost but there's not wind it's the way he's shaped and it just beautifully shapes in nicely. I called a couple of times. Oh, it's going left. It's 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 not on line. Yeah, and then 
he's kicked the vortex. The vortex on whoosh. Yeah, it was, so, uh, it was so, great to watch. So will he enjoy retirement in that aspect and he'll quite happily sit back and have a shelter or two in yeah. his... Uh, Oh yeah, I, I think I think there should be grave concerns for his skin folds, Josh <laughs> Kennedy, uh, because he's a big fella. You know, some guys are tall and skinny. Oh, I would say I'm skinny, and I'm not saying my skin folds have fared too well after footy either. But Josh, he's a big boy, um, and he's had to work very hard, and that's what's made him a great player. His work rate to keep himself in shape. You see, Coxie was a. a, a that's correct. Yeah. Oh, you can speak to some of the, you know, some of the best. And this is not having a go. It's, no. it's, it's bloody hard out here, Skate. Keep yourself in Nick. Well, tell me about it when you <laughs> weren't in Nick in the first place. <laughs> correct. It's hard yakka. So, so RIP Josh Kennedy's skin folds. We get the, uh, we get the shelter XBAs for the X Factor of the week. Um, if you want to send in any questions, any stories, footycast at shelterbarbrewing.com.au. We've got a couple of questions. Oh, good. Me, skate. Yeah. Hi, lads. I hate to write to you under these circumstances, but I'd like to draw your attention to Skeeter's Instagram post <laughs> dated Christmas Day 2021. Oh, good. Have on, you yeah. seen this? No, well, probably hang on, not. Hang on, go up, go up. Uh, <laughs> where he can be seen posing for a photo with his beautiful family, I might add, on his tippy toes. <laughs> You're on your tippy toes next to your two daughters and your wife. Yeah, because they're all tall. And the reason, I think, was because... Um, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're really up on the tippy toes. I do that with mates of mine. So if I'm with you, I sort of hold you down and, and get them a tippy toes to push the person I'm with down so I look taller. Um, who is that clown guy? I'm going to track him down. <laughs> Who's it from? Uh, whatever the opposite of a Christmas miracle is, this is it. <laughs> Skeeter, this has me questioning the validity... Uh, Validity of the footy analysis that you give each week. Please explain. Cheers. Diego, West Melbourne. Well, Diego, you're a dropkick. Um, <laughs> seriously. No. Nah, Diego, thank you for that. Um, if you do, look. Put that's that's very good material. <laughs> if we get a bit more of that coming through, that's about as oh, good to get. It's like the bounce, is it on? Uh, so just take the piss out of someone like uh, the Chief. Yeah, and the I'm, chief I'm just going to be the, uh, the, the fall guy. No, that's well done, Diego, from West Melbourne. If you are real... Um, let's one day have a beer together. Very good. Socials on Shelter Footycast on Instagram. You can watch us on YouTube. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Federal Hotel, big event this Friday. Make sure you get down there. There'll be beers on on tap. There'll be free beers getting handed around. I think there's a meat raffle doing the derby preview. That's- Skimpies? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the way we take this one out. Very good. We'll see you at the Federal. 